Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Follow your passion and you will never need to work another day in your life. What an absolute load of sh- This is generally one of the biggest lies told by self-help gurus out there. And in this video, I'm going to tell you the three reasons why following your passion will keep you poor. Now, I want to clarify something really quickly. LeBron James followed his passion. Drake followed his passion. Virgil Abloh followed his passion. Look, if you're an athlete, an artist, a designer, of course, follow your passion. But in all fairness, these people don't even fully follow their passion. They still have to dumb things down or conform to get the results that they want. To put it simply, they have to be practical about their craft in order to get the reach and results and sort of money that they want. And that brings us to the first reason why following your passion will keep you poor. And that is that successful people People put practicality first. It's funny, whenever I charter a jet for a flight, I always ask the stewardess what the owner of the jet does for a living. And let me tell you something, they never say, oh, he started a fashion brand or he started a coffee shop. They tell me they have boring businesses and things like waste management or that they started a software company that helps mortgage brokers. So let's really break this down. The owner of the $30 million jet, the one that you put on your vision board, the one that I have to charter for $50,000 a flight because I can't afford to buy it myself, he made his money in collecting people's garbage. Do you think that when he was eight years old, he said, you know what I want to be when I grow up? I want to be a, a garbage waste removal entrepreneur, a mover and shaker, a titan in the waste management industry. Of course not. So as I said, the first reason that following your passion will keep you poor is because wealth is built through practicality, not passion. Look, I'm telling you right now, the only way to really make money is by providing a service or a product that the market really needs or wants. And let me tell you something, the market does not give a sh- that you want to start the 9,000th sustainable gymwear brand when you have 337 followers on Instagram. You need to solve a problem. And that's the only thing that should consume your mind when building wealth is how do I become a professional problem solver? So when you solve a market's problems, either through products or services, you get paid. So for this reason, you need to detach from the feeling or the need that you need to only solve, you know, colorful problems and, you know, problems that are uh, airy fairy and uh Ladies and gentlemen, when I was eight years old, do you really think everyone went around the room and, and went, you know, I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. I want to be a footballer. And I said, yeah, so uh, when I grow up, I want to have an advertising agency. And then from there, I want to start an e-learning platform. And then I want to start a software company for agency owners. Do you think I, I really said that at the age of eight years old? No. And by the way, that also doesn't mean that I don't wake up and I'm excited to work. My work is more meaningful to me than anything else on earth, but I'm not particularly passionate about it. Like, I'll be honest, I didn't start a software company for agency owners because I'm like, oh, I'm just going 
gonna, I'm really gonna change the world. No, I saw a problem, I saw a gap in the market and I knew quite frankly, I could make multiple tens, even multiple of hundreds of millions of dollars, especially just because of the way that software companies are valued as well as you know the way we set it up, it's a very easily sellable business. So yes, you need to focus on being practical, but you also need to focus on solving problems in accordance to your skill set. So look, at first you might start an agency that helps people with organizing their Google Sheets or their Discord moderation. And you do that for long enough, you work on your skill set, and then in 10 years, you create a software that directly competes against Discord. I mean, as I said, that's the path that I took with an agency. You know, when I first started as a creative agency, doing photo video for clients, posting on their Instagram and their Facebook and growing their social platforms back in 2016, I didn't imagine that that would then lead me to having an advertising agency. And then from there, really taking my wealth to the next level with a software company. But as I said, you need to solve problems in accordance to your skill set. I didn't have the skill set in my first you know, few years of entrepreneurship to really start and grow a successful software company. So ladies and gentlemen, please remember, do not walk before you can crawl. Now, I know at this point, a lot of you guys are wondering, okay, well, you know, what sort of practical business can I start? Well, earlier on this year, I released my most popular video to date. I basically evaluated the most common eight business models out there. And then using formula, math, and equation, I came down to which one's the best for which people in which scenario. So many of you guys have sent me emails and messages saying that you've used one of the models that I evaluated in that video. So I know you guys found a lot of value from it and I'll leave a link down below. Anyways, the second reason why following your passion will keep you poor is because of emotions. Look, Look, emotions are a beautiful thing. You should nurture emotions with your romantic partner. You should experience emotions as you walk through life. But in business, emotions make you weak. You need to look at things with logic. You need to avoid having rose tinted glasses when you are making business decisions. So when you start a passion business, emotions will be your biggest Achilles heel. If you've ever spoken to someone who started a sort of passion business, you'll notice that a lot of time they live in their own world. They don't actually use logic. They don't look at you know the market, how the market's responding to their product and this and that. A lot of times they just throw their hands up and say, ah, people just don't get it. They are too close to their baby, which is their business, which means they cannot adapt quick enough. In my business, I don't care. I'll adapt. I'll chop and change. I'll look at things objectively and make decisions from there. And this is very common with successful people. They are not married to the root. They are just dead set on the final destination they want to get to. Now, let me make something clear. I still have very clear principles that I will follow. I have a code of ethics that will never be shaken. But as long as I don't break my you know, code of ethics or code of honor, which is what I refer to it as, then I am willing to pivot based on how the market is responding. In life, if you want to accomplish anything great, you need to understand that emotions will be your biggest enemy. There is a time and place for emotions, but your career is not one of those places. And that is why following your passion will trip you up eventually. Now, the last reason, and this is probably the most depressing out of all of them, is that once you start making money from your passion, you actually don't really enjoy it that much anymore. And I know this from experience because I actually started a clothing company back in 2019. Our best-selling product were these beautiful blue light blockers called Gadgy. And look, it was never massive. It did, you know, maybe half a million dollars a year, but that was all organic, no ads. And it was really for me just about making great products so that way you guys could enjoy it. And the crazy thing is, even though I had low involvement in it, you know, in the fits and the colors and all that stuff, you know, the rest of the team kind of managed and took care of everything else. I still realized that once it became a business, I stopped enjoying it as much. I personally love fashion. So I thought, you know, I'd start a fashion brand, but then you realize there's headaches involved with it. Obviously during the whole, you know, C19 stuff, there were so many different shipping issues we had and stock that was stuck at customs and all of this stuff and all this headache. And also you start to optimize based off of what works and what doesn't, you know, there was one product that we released that was probably my favorite product, but the least selling. And it's at a certain point, are you going to release a product that basically just broke even, didn't even make any money compared to another product that's literally selling 20 times as much. And it's very profitable. So you start to lose some of the joy 
story for it. And this is what you see with Drake. This is what you see with Kevin Hart. Of course, you know, I'm sure they release stuff that they're very proud of, but at the end of the day, they do need to placate to what works and what doesn't work. Now, some people call it selling out. I call it the curse of making money from your biggest passion. You will always be at a battle with yourself when it comes to passion versus practicality. And I've come to learn in life that it's important to have passions that are separate from your income because that way you can continue to enjoy them. I'll give you an example. Most people know I absolutely love watches. I've loved watches ever since I bought my first one from Argos on High Street Kensington in London. It was 20 pounds, I believe back then, 20, 25 pounds, a Timex Expedition. When you press the crown and the dial would illuminate, I've still got that watch to this day. I was eight years old when I bought my first watch and I just have loved watches ever since. Now you guys don't realize I could easily do a hundred million dollars a year in revenue with six to 10% margins if I got into the watch business, if I became a watch dealership and let's say even opened up my own location. You need to understand there's a lot of guys on YouTube, you know, that are watch dealers and, you know, put it up on YouTube and stuff like that. that do 50 to $80 million a year in revenue. And they literally have 25% the audience size that I do and 10% the business experience that I do. You know, my audience is massive and it's also filled with very wealthy entrepreneurs. That's kind of the audience that I attract. And also a lot of the other watch dealers out there give very sort of scammy vibes. They got into the business for the wrong reasons. Whereas if I start a watch dealership, my clients know I made my money a long time ago. I'm just doing this because I enjoy it. And you know, most watch dealerships don't own 100% of their business. They need, you know, even let's say one or two or $3 million, you know, just to get stock. Well, I could very easily open up my watch dealership and just put $15 million of my own money into it. So look, I won't lie. I have thought in the past about yeah, if I start a watch dealership, I could very easily do a hundred million and then net six to $10 million a year in profit. And now I'm making money from my passion. I know that's not the case for me. I just, there's certain things in my life where I'm like, these have a special place. And because I've learned in the past that, Hey, once you start making money from something, it just takes a bit of the fun and the enjoyment out of it. I've realized there's certain things in my life that I will keep as my passion and I will never make money from. That's not the intention. For example, my watch collection, it's worth $4 million and I put maybe two and a half million dollars in. So if I make money, great. But the point is there should be these things in your life, which are just, they're kind of sacred in a way. So that is why I believe you should separate your passion with your main source of income. By the way, this is also because I just see a lot of entrepreneurs do this. This is me personally, and I've seen this ruin a lot of relationships. Keep your significant other, in my opinion, out of your business because no one wants to sleep with their business partner or for sure I do not want to have sexual relations with my business partner and that's just me. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope this has woken you up to the great passion lie that is spewed all over the internet. So now that you have a little bit of clarity on that, it is time for you to build your practical 100k year business. As I said, I'll leave it up somewhere on screen now. Check out that video. It was my most popular one this year for good reason.